Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. This is part two of our MLB season preview and predictions, and we're just going to get right into it. It's me. Uh, welcome back, Noah. Uh, let's start with the NL East. Uh, who do you have at the bottom of the NL East? The bottom of the NL East, I've got the Washington Nationals. Um, they signed Nelson Cruz this offseason, and they made a few other little moves like Steve Ciszek, Anibal Sanchez, and others under the radar moves. Um, this team isn't good. They're in a rebuilding state. Um, you know, it's good. They signed someone like Nelson Cruz in the sense that, you know, they spent some money and they have a guy that they can maybe trade at the trade deadline for prospects to help their rebuild. They have the best player in the NL, in my opinion, in Juan Soto. He, you know, he's probably an MVP candidate. Well, he is an MVP candidate. Um, Infield isn't very good. You've got like Josh Bell. I just think this team's going to be at the bottom of the NL East um, for their sake. Hopefully Steven Strasburg comes back and looks good, but there's not too much going on in Washington this year. I have them with 66 wins at the bottom of the NL East. Similarly, I also have the nationals uh, last place in the NL East. Uh, there are pieces on the offense. Obviously you have Juan Soto, uh, who I think is the best pure hitter in all of baseball. Uh you have you bring in Nelson Cruz, you know you're getting from him. Uh uh Josh Bell's solid. Um, but after that, a little, you know, a little bit of a fall off. I think the two guys you really gotta look for with the Nationals this year, uh, in terms of at least future outlook. Uh, you're looking at Josiah Gray and uh Kiba Ruiz, who are the headliners of the uh Trey Turner Max Scherzer trade. Uh, I think a big part of the Nationals, considering this is successful year, is guys like that. Uh, improving and maybe if we see a guy like I don't know Lane Thomas who showed some upside a little bit last year if he can establish himself as a regular uh, I mean the, the rotation's not good at all uh, Patrick Corbin <laughs> Anibal Sanchez yeah I mean Anibal Sanchez Patrick Corbin is a shell of what he once was I really hope Steven Strasburg can come back healthy and looking good because and the last time we saw him healthy, he he was you know winning the Nationals World Series. I I think it's just it'd be it's good for the game of baseball with a healthy healthy Steven Strasburg. But yeah, uh, I have the Nationals in last. I'll say this: it's kind of random, but I feel like Patrick Corbin will just look a little bit little better this year. He was awful last year, and I think I think he's he's a little better than what he was last year because he looked horrible. Yeah, and I mean it, it, it's hard to get good. much worse than yeah. It was. It, was it is. It's yeah. I mean. Juan Soto, Nelson Cruz, nothing else, really. Riley Adams. Um, in fourth place in the NL East, I've got the Miami Marlins, who I think have had a very good offseason. Um, I mean, you just, where do you start? Like, Avasail Garcia. Um, you have Jorge Soler. And you add that on to the young talent that they have you know, pitching like Sandy Alcantara, Sixto Sanchez, who's going to come back this year, I think. Pablo Lopez. I mean, the list goes on and on. Trevor Rogers. 
They have Jazz Chisholm in that lineup. They have a great leader in Miguel Rojas. Uh, I think Jesus Sanchez won the center field job. This is a young, exciting team traded for Jacob Stallings in the offseason. Right now isn't the year to make the playoffs. I have them winning 79 games and being fourth place in the NL East. But I'll tell you this. If you don't know this already, the Miami Marlins are about to go on a run, and they are going to maybe be one of the dynasties of this decade. They are very close to being at the top. I think this year you'll get a little bit of a preview of that. They'll maybe have like a big winning streak some point in the middle. This team will be worth watching because of the young talent. You're watching the future stars of the game on this Marlins team this year. Yeah. Um, so I, I really know it can attest. I, I tried to rationalize putting them at three, um, but ultimately I, I do have the Miami Marlins in fourth, but I think this is one of them where it speaks a lot more to the teams in the division being great than the Marlins being a fourth place team. Cause they had a good off season. I mean, you add obviously Garcia and Jorge Soler to the outfield. Those are good additions. Uh, you, you lock up Sandy Alcantara. That's huge. I mean, that rotation, Alcantara, Lopez, Rogers, uh, you know, if we could get a healthy Sixto Sanchez, uh, maybe he can do something as well as the reclamation project that is Jesus Lazardo. Uh, Jacob Stallings, I think, was one of the most under the radar good moves made this offseason. He's not he's not flashy, but I think you know a solid catcher. And he'll uh, help the young pitching staff for absolutely, sure. Absolutely. And then you, I mean, you have a pretty good middle infield, Miguel Rojas. You know what you're getting there. And I expect a big year from Jazz Chisholm. I think he can take the next step. So you combine. It's a good rotation. Uh, not the offense definitely isn't the offense as it's constructed isn't great, but there's certainly upside. But then you also have a pretty good bullpen. You have Anthony Bender, uh, Tanner Scott, Cole Solcer. You got some. You got some guys to work with for sure. And uh, they got a some you know really good uh, farm system as well. It feels like they uh, the Marlins like no saying. I think I think they're gonna be good soon. Uh, this might not be the year, but they'll they'll get there soon. They're also their bullpen is like super underrated. Like a lot of those guys in that bullpen are really, really good. I like their bullpen a lot. Wait, I just learned Williams at Studio is now on the Yeah, he's he's he signed a minor league deal. I don't think he's gonna make or maybe he is gonna make the team. I don't know. Uh he's gonna tell me this. I had no idea. Williams Astudio, Miami Marlin. Um, in third place in the NL East, I've got the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, it, it feels like another year of the Phillies being overrated. Um, a lot of people have the Phillies in the playoffs. I just don't see it. I, um, I think the pitching is, is better than it, than it has been for this team. Like usually the Phillies rotation is just a complete, I wouldn't say complete disaster, but it, it, it's a lot better now. You have Aaron Nola, Kyle Gibson, Zach Eflin, Ranger Suarez, and Zach Wheeler. That's a good rotation. Like, I mean, obviously not in order. It would probably go more like Wheeler, Nola, Gibson. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, the rotation, that rotation is a lot better than it has been. The thing I don't like about this team is the bullpen. The bullpen is not good. I mean, they signed Jurius Familia and Brad Hand, like, and, and Corey Knable. Like, I mean, you can be honest with me here. Do those guys intimidate you whatsoever? Do you think do you think that they're gonna be good this year for the Phillies? I don't know. I just 
I just, I just, I don't like the bullpen. And I think in that division with, you know, the Braves, the Mets, the pesky Marlins, the Nationals lineup somewhat, I just, it, it I don't think this team's going to make the playoffs. Obviously the lineup matches, maybe one of the better lineups in the game, but just the bullpen, you know, you got to have a good bullpen and they don't have one. Yeah. Uh, I also have the Philadelphia Phillies in the third, this lineup. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, it was already pretty good. Then you add Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber. It's it's really good. But um, it's just there's still some holes. They're they're really good at some spots. And then shortstop Didi Gregorius, uh, you know, just is, is a shell of what he once was. Uh, the fourth outfield spot, or I guess DH, if you if you're not DH and Schwarber, you know, open. Third base, I mean, Alec Bohm hasn't been what everyone thought he would be. And it's just, it's good, but it's it's incomplete to a certain extent. But still, Schwarber, Ramuto, Harper, Castellanos, uh, Hoskins, those are all, you know, also, that's a great line. If you think about this, think about how the bullpen isn't very good. And, and But think about, like, a guy like Zach Wheeler, right? He's gonna he's gonna induce soft contact, but he doesn't have any defense behind him. Like th- their defense is horrible. Like maybe one of the worst defenses we've ever seen assembled in an, in an M- on an MLB team. Like it's bad. The defense is bad. Oh, it's it's impressive how bad it is. And and their their team isn't fast. They have a lot of old sluggers. Like I just I don't I don't I don't like I don't like this team. I think they're way overrated in my opinion. Yeah, uh, the rotation is – it's okay. I think Aaron Nola, I think, is going to have a big bounce-back year. Um, I think he's one of the best pitchers in the National League. Um, Kyle Gibson, on the other hand, I feel like we're going to see a little bit of regression. Same with Ranger Suarez going into a full year as a starter. Uh, Zach Wheeler's absolutely incredible. I know he's a little banged up right now, but he's, he's just an absolute stud. Then it gets down to the bullpen. I think the bullpen in general has improved. But has it improved enough? I don't. I don't know. Uh, Knable, sure. Brad Hand just doesn't seem like the same guy. Uh, you know, when he was an All Star with the Padres. I don't know. It's just that, and a guy like Knable, I think Knable is good, but there's certainly injury risk there. So I just, in in such a talented division, it's gonna take the small, you know, small things to differentiate one team from another. And, when you don't have a great bullpen, it's it's hard for me to really justify having the Phillies higher than third. Yeah, um, I don't. You know, this team could like go on. This team could go on a run in the playoffs though, just because the lineup is so good and the rotation is solid. Um, in second place, I have the New York Mets. Um, it feels like another year where everyone's like, okay, the Mets are World Series contenders. And, and unfortunately, for their sake, they, they did lose Jacob DeGrom for an unknown amount of time, probably a few months. That's going to be tough. But I still have my concerns with this team in the lineup. Uh, the, the pitching, we know the pitching is good. The pitching is great. Um, but the lineup, it was not good last year. Like, the Mets lineup was not good. And, I mean, they add Mark Canna. That is a great addition. That lineup needs someone like Mark Canna. He's going to work counts. He's going to be pesky. You know, he's probably going to have like a like a three, four war. Uh, he, he That's a great signing. I love that signing for them. But 
Brandon Nimmo will probably play well in the walk year, but Starling Marte is going to regress. I think Francisco Lindor isn't going to have the bounce back people are seeing. I think Eduardo Escobar will be like average. I think Jeff McNeil will be a little above average. I just, I don't, I don't trust the lineup. This is still a playoff team in my eyes, 86 wins, but I don't think they're this world series team that everyone is saying they are. Um, second place. I also have the New York Mets and, um, Losing to ground is brutal because I think the biggest thing that makes you think of, you know, Mets, uh, of the Mets taking that step forward is having possibly the best one-two punch you'll see um, with Jacob DeGrom. Like maybe but, baseball history. Yeah. Uh, like. The lineup, I will say, I, I'm not – it's not great, but I'm a little higher on it than I think some people. And Lindor – I don't think Lindor is a superstar at the plate, but I think he'll bounce back. A little more than you know, he was about a league average hitter last year. I think he can be closer to an above average. Uh, I love Mark Hanna. I'm a huge Mark Hanna fan. Uh, I like Jeff McNeil too. I think he. I think he can bounce back. Uh, you know what you're getting from a guy like Pete Alonso, a lot of power. Uh, Nemo, I think will have a pretty good year. Marte, I think will regress, but I think he can still be useful. Um, you know, Eddie Escobar. I, James McCann behind the dish was a pretty disastrous contract. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Robinson Cano figures in after his, uh, we'll say, lengthy absence. But offense, I don't know. I'm a little, I have a little more faith in it, but I don't. It's still not, not great. Uh, then you have the rotation, which even without Jacob Degrom is really good. You have Scherzer, Bassett, Carrasco, uh, Taiwan Walker, and uh, Tyler McGill. It's a good rotation, even without him. One thing I'll say about Tywin Walker is I just saw on Twitter in the spring training game today. Obviously, you don't want to care about spring training that much, but this is concerning. He was like 86-88 on the fastball. Well, that that is concerning. That's uh, concerning. Um, but anyway, I'll move on to my first place team. I didn't this... What? I didn't finish. Oh, sorry. I, I thought... Um, no, I, I was just the bullpen. Uh, you have Edwin Diaz. Uh, who you, I mean, you know what you're getting from him. He's going to save you a lot of games. He's going to blow you some games, pointing his finger up. Um, Trevor May, Adam Adovino, Seth Lugo. They added Julie Rodriguez. Not bad. And even past, I mean, they have even more pitching reinforcements with, like, you know, David Peterson. Uh, I Look, I, I think the Mets are a solid team. I think if you were to guarantee me their rotation health, I'd be a little higher on them. But I still think they're solid second place. Uh and a playoff team. Yeah, my bad. I thought I thought you were done there. Um, my first place team is the Atlanta Braves, uh, the World Series champions. Uh, this team, in my opinion, got better. Um, obviously, you lose a fan favorite in Freddie Freeman. It's tough, but I think they got the better player in Matt Olson. You're going to get your best player back in Ronald Acuna some point during the season, probably, what, May, June. Um, I mean, this team hits – and they have great pitching. Uh, I don't. They're 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 going to be the first place team in this division. I mean, the bullpen is one of the best in baseball, if the best. The rotation is really good, and maybe at some point you'll get Mike Soroga back. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, uh, this team is just so good. I mean, like you just look at their their 
their backup catcher, like Manny Pena. Like Manny Pena is so good. I, I love their catchers, Darno and Manny Pena. Uh, just Austin Riley. Uh, I think Marcelo Zuna will have a good year. He's not a, a good person, but he's a good baseball player. I love the Braves to win this division. Give me 95 wins for them. Uh, in first place, I also have the Braves. We do have the same on this one. And I uh, I don't have much more to say besides echoing that. Uh, losing Freddie Freeman is super unfortunate, but you're not really missing a beat when you pick up Matt Olson, who I think you could say at this point in their career, they're probably similar in talent. And one, you have to imagine Olson's on the upswing while Freddie is probably going to decline. Uh so you add him, you bring back World Series, you know, feed uh, Eddie Rosario. You're hopefully going to have a healthy and ready to go Ronald Acuna soon. Uh, and then the rotation, uh, Freed, you bring back Charlie Morton. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot to like. If you can get a – I know he hasn't been great in uh, certain training, but Husker, you know, uh, if he's healthy, he's a solid contributor. Uh, Ian Anderson, of course. They they have some depth there. Uh, I also, I totally skipped over. I like the addition of Alex Dickerson. Uh, I think he's a really good platoon bat that can uh, be helpful. And obviously not an everyday guy, but certainly can be helpful against, uh, against righties or off the bench. Their bullpen was already pretty good, got better. Uh, you add Colin McHugh. Uh, you know, not the biggest fan of Kenley Jansen, but I will concede that he uh, is a good addition to the bullpen. Because you put those guys with uh, Will Smith, Tyler Matzik, AJ Minter, uh, Luke Jackson. Uh, Luke Jackson got hurt. I take that back. Uh, you know, Darren O'Day, maybe. It, it's just, it's a, it's a pretty good bullpen. I think overall, this is a Braves team that it, it's really hard to pick against them this year. Until someone does it, I'm not picking against them in the uh, NL. East. Yeah. Um, moving on to the NL Central, uh, the team I've got. Sorry. The team I've got in last place in the NL Central is the Cincinnati Reds. And in some way, I feel like this is like the first surprising pick of the podcast, not the Pittsburgh Pirates. But I think the Cincinnati Reds pitching is like miserable because um, you're not going to have Luis Castillo for like the first two months of the season. You have Tyler Molly. He's good. But like other than that, the rotation fills out like Reaver, San Martin, Vladimir Gutierrez, an exciting prospect, Hunter Green. Uh, and the bullpen is really bad. I just think the pitching mixed with this ballpark is just horrible. And, I mean, the lineup, like Jonathan India, Joey Votto, I really like Tyler Stevenson this year. But this team isn't good. And in some ways, I have a feeling they're going to just try to lose because, like, the Reds just are such a failure of an organization. So I actually have them in last place in the NL Central. I, uh, I totally respect that. I know in the last episode we talked about uh, about the A's, how the A's, you know, it's a disgrace the way they sold off everyone. Don't sleep on the way that the Reds just absolutely sold everyone off. Uh, it started off merely getting rid of Wade Miley because of, you know, a couple million dollars. Then you trade away. Jesse Winker, you let Nick Castellanos go. You trade Sonny Gray. It's just 
it's, it's, it's bad for the game of baseball. Um, with that being said, I have the Pittsburgh Pirates in last place. Um, there's there's not a lot to like on offense. Uh, obviously, Brian Reynolds is uh, one of the best outfielders in the game. Uh, Brian Hayes will be fun to watch. And at some point, you know, probably after a good, like, week where O'Neill Cruz needs some seasoning in AAA, he'll get called up, and I think he's going to have an instant impact. Uh, but after that, I just there's there's not much to like on offense, and then the rotation. I mean, same thing. There's uh, like Mitch Keller maybe can step up. I know they signed Jose Quintana to a deal. Uh, I don't know. I can't really find much to like about the Pittsburgh Pirates. The bullpen. Uh, they have David Bednar. He's he's pretty solid. But other than that, I just I I have a hard time really buying anything into the. Pirates besides them being in last place. Uh, so in fourth place, so you just talked about the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, I, I don't think this is a good team, but I just think that, uh, you know, with exciting players like Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, and like you said, when O'Neill Cruz arrives, because for some reason needs to be in AAA for a few weeks, um, this team, like, has, I just think they have better players on offense than the Cincinnati Reds. And, like, I, I like JT Brubacher. Uh, I love a Mitch Keller resurgence. The bullpen is like, there's two solid pieces with uh, David Bednar and Chris Stratton. You know what? I, I, I'll, I'll give them fourth place. I mean, the future is looking bright for the Pirates, finally. Feels like they were kind of stuck in the rebuild and it wasn't going anywhere. But they finally have a future. Um, I have them winning 72 games. You know, maybe they'll get hot at some point. Just hopefully this is the you know beginning of the end of this rebuild for them and they can get into their uh, contending window. Yeah. Uh, fourth place, I have the Cincinnati Reds. It really is unfortunate the way they tore it down because if, if they just wanted to make a couple moves, I mean, they were in contention for the playoffs last year. If they just wanted to make a couple moves, they could, uh, they could be a legitimate contender, uh, especially in an NL Central that I wouldn't say is weak. But it's not it's not as much of a bloodbath as, as other divisions. Uh, the lineup, there's still pieces. Jonathan India coming off an incredible rookie year. Uh, Joey Votto still bangs. Tyler Stevenson, you mentioned, I think, one of the more underrated backstops of the game. Uh, Tyler Naquin had a pretty good year last year. I think he could be solid. They have a bounce-back candidate in, or bounce back candidates in Mike Moustakis, Tommy Pham. But still, I mean, not, not a ton to like. The rotation especially when you're down Castillo to start the year. You have Tyler Molly, who I, I think is fantastic. But then after that, you have I mean, Vladimir Gutierrez. Then you got the young kids, uh, Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, who will be fun, but I don't know if they'll, uh, if they'll produce good results immediately. Bullpen, I mean, I'm trying to think. So you have, like, Luis Sessa, uh, Justin Wilson, Art Warren. Other than that, I, I there's just there's not too much going on there. It's uh, it it's sad. It it, it really is sad. Uh, to to see them just tear it down entirely like that. But yeah, uh, I have the Reds in fourth. Yeah, that that bullpen is like atrocious for the Reds. Anyway, moving on to third place in the NL Central. I actually have a tie for second place, so I'll just say who I have uh, a three. Um, I have the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I, I have them winning 85 games. I think that this team isn't great, but one, you have the Cardinals magic. 
And two, I just think like they haven't they have enough they, they have enough in the lineup to, to push them through this division. Uh, the pitching is just feels so mediocre. Like Wainwright, Mats, Jack Flaherty will come back. Um, the bullpen has flamethrowers. Uh, you know, the Cardinals will probably start slow and we'll probably be like, okay, this team is not going to make the playoffs. And then in July, they'll go on like a 20 game winning streak and they'll look like the best team. They'll sneak into the wild card. That's probably what will happen. I don't have them making the wild card, but let's be honest, the Cardinals will find a way. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like having Albert Pujols, Yadi Molina and Adam Wainwright is cool. That's interesting. Uh, but this team isn't very good in my opinion. I have them missing the playoffs. Uh, in the third place of the ML Central, I have the Chicago Cubs, who have had a very weird direction. Uh, at last year's trade deadline, they traded away their, you know, the faces of their franchise: Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, uh, Chris Bryant, and obviously they traded Hugh Darvish before the season. But then they, you know, kind of did a one eighty and looked to add. The, you know, they were in on Carlos Correa. They ended up signing Marcus Stroman. Uh, say a Suzuki, they're they're an interesting team. The lineup, the lineup is it's interesting. You got the contact guy Nick Madrigal. You know, know what you're getting from him. Uh, Wilson Contreras, Contreras, one of the better hitting catchers in the game. Uh, Frank Schwindel coming off a great year. Hope I don't know if what he did last year is sustainable, but even if it's not, I think he, he's useful. Uh, say a Suzuki. It'll be interesting to see how he. Uh, how he's able to adjust, but he's he's a really talented guy. Uh, the rotation, I don't know. The rotation, you have Kyle Hendricks, who you know exactly what you're getting. Uh, you have Marcus Stroman, who, similar thing, you kind of have a baseline of what you're getting from him. Both those guys are solid. Uh, Stroman maybe a little more upside to be spectacular. But after that, I don't, I don't know. I don't really love any of their other uh, rotation guys, but... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I don't love the rotation. Uh, Bullpen-wise, I mean, they got a couple guys there. You know, Michael Givens, David Robertson, uh, Daniel Norris, I guess. But I, I don't know. I don't love them. Uh, I know – I guess they did have Wayne Miley. I know he is uh, – he's injured right now. Hopefully he'll be back at some point. That was kind of an omission. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I just – I don't love this Cubs team. Uh, I'm third. I have the Cubs tied with the Cardinals in second place. Um, I like the lineup mainly because I, I really think Ian Happ is going to have like a ridiculous year. Um, I think Seiya Suzuki will look solid. I think Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom will look solid. Uh, Nick Madrigal is, you know, like a good eight, nine hitter. Um, maybe someone like Clint Frazier will, will have a resurgence and look really good. I think we both can agree Clint Frazier could – definitely find his footing in the big leagues and maybe he just needed a fresh start he needed to get out of the bronx um the pitching marcus stroman kyle hendricks wade miley other than that nothing impressive but you know what i just something about the cubs i just have a good feeling about this team i I don't think they're going to make the playoffs i had them winning 85 games and missing the playoffs but i just feel like this team will be a little bit of a surprise i i like the cubs in second place in the nl central uh, second place for me, I have the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, they're a weirdly constructed team. I think their lineup's pretty good. 
Obviously, you got at the corners, Goldschmidt and Arenado. Uh, up the middle, you have DeYoung and uh, Tommy Edmund. Talented outfield, you saw the breakout from Tyler O'Neill. Hopefully, he can continue that. And hopefully, we get a breakout from Dylan Carlson. I really like his profile. Uh, you bring back Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. That's kind of an interesting rig- wrinkle. Uh, and I'd like to apologize for my congestion. I apologize. Uh, rotation, though, I mean, Wainwright's still solid, but, do, you know, do I want Wainwright to be my top pitcher? Probably not. Uh, Miles Michaelis, he's fine. Steven Matt's fine. I just feel like it's a lot of fine guys. I don't really see the upside there. Obviously, hopefully we get a jack health. Hopefully we get a healthy Jack Flaherty because when he's healthy, I, I think he's has the potential to be one of the better pitchers in the sport. Uh, bullpen not bad at all. Giovanni Gallegos, Genesis Cabrera, Jordan Hicks. Uh, bullpen bullpen should be pretty solid, but uh, I, I don't know. They're just it feels like they're not they're not bad, but they're not constructed to really make to win a division or at least in theory make a playoff push. Although. Noah said it earlier that uh, it, it doesn't really matter what we think about them on paper. It's almost a raise effect, except the Rays do it through being like calculated. Uh, the Cardinals just do it through spawning magic and, and finding improbable runs to the postseason. But I have them in second, missing out on the playoffs. It's like one of my issues with the Cardinals is like, I, I get it. Like it's a, it's a feel good story, but signing Albert Pujols is just simply for like the nostalgia and stuff. Like I don't, I don't, I respect that that's just a part of the game, but I feel like shouldn't teams be trying to win and not try to like, I don't know. Maybe that's just a weird gripe I have with the Cardinals. Uh, but in first, weird gripe. Um, a little bit of the Albert Pujols hate, but continue. But I mean, also like if, if we want to have a debate about Albert Pujols, he's just not a very good big leader anymore. But in first place, <laughs> I have the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, the roster as a whole, like, if you look at player by player, it's not like this roster is particularly incredible. It's just the fact that they have, they just, they have Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, um, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, and Brandon Woodruff. I mean, is there a better top three in a rotation? I mean, obviously we talked about how the Mets have Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, but they don't have a guy like Freddie Peralta to back that up. Um, so yeah, I, I I like the Brewers to win this division because it's not a particularly good division. And obviously in the bullpen, you've got Josh Hader and Devin Williams. And hopefully Christian Yelich can look like the MVP we've seen before. Um, and then that lineup is like average, and you mix that with the elite pitching. That team wins 89 games and wins the NL Central. Uh I also have the Brewers winning the National League Central. Uh the lineup leaves. Kind of a lot to be desired. You have Colton Wong. You know what you're getting from him. He's solid defensively. Uh, Christian Yelich is the big one. Last year, he kept that elite play discipline, but just his power absolutely abandoned him. They added Andrew McCutcheon, and I don't know what exactly is left in the tank, but I suppose, if nothing else, he can be a solid, like, fourth outfielder or so. Uh, Willie Adamas rode Willie forever. Uh, he's he, Look, he was a revelation at shortstop. I don't know if he's going to be able to maintain the numbers he had in, entirely in Milwaukee last year, but I think there's no reason not to think he can be solid. 
they added Hunter Renfro, who another guy you know who you're getting. You're getting power, a lot of swing and miss, but uh, you know one of the best arms in all of baseball. Omar Narvaez. Uh, unfortunately that they lost his tandem partner Manny Pena, but Narvaez is still solid. The rotation, it's as fearsome as a top three as you're going to find. Corbin Burns, absolutely ridiculous. Brandon Woodruff, disgusting. Freddie Peralta, an absolute revelation last year. Just a beautiful trio. Uh, with some, you know, you never know what the Brewers, they have, you know, solid back end in Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer, uh, possibly the youngster Aaron Ashby. Uh, maybe he might come out of the bullpen, uh, take some more seasoning in AAA. We'll see. And then the bullpen, absolutely great. You have Josh Hader, Devin Williams, uh, Brent Suter for, you know, long innings, Jake Cousins, pretty good. Brad Boxberger. There's just, there's a pretty long list of guys that, that can get it done in the bullpen. And that's just what they do. They just, you don't need to know their names, but their, their bullpen's always good. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it's hard for me to really justify saying anyone but the Brewers winning this division. So yeah, I do have the Brewers winning this division. Also, like with their bullpen, they have a very Rays esque system where I feel like someone will just spawn and be like, <laughs> look like a top ten reliever in the game. Just it's incredible how they do it. Absolutely. Um. Anyway, moving on to the NL West, I think everyone's last place team. I have the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I think this. I have the Diamondbacks winning seventy games. I think their pitching is actually going to be really solid because they uh, they hired Brent Strom as their pitching coach, and I think they could go a long way. With the young pitching staff, Brent Strom's one of the best in the game. Uh, and obviously you, you have guys like Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, and then you signed Ian Kennedy, Mark Melanson. You've got J.B. Wendelkin. Like, the pitching is fine. And uh, in the lineup, you've got Cattell Marte. And, like, maybe David Peralta, the lineup isn't very good. We'll probably see some young talent infused in this lineup at some point. Maybe, like, Corbin Carroll will make his way up. They have a, they have a really deep system. This team will be here soon. But for now, I have the Diamondbacks winning 70 games uh, and being in last place. Similarly, yeah. I have the Diamondbacks in last place. The lineup, I mean, Cattell Marte, solid as they come. David Peralta, not a bad player generally, but I don't know, not not incredible the free train these days. Carson Kelly can mash against lefties, but probably isn't meant to be, you know, truly an everyday catcher like that. Uh, Seth B, I really like his profile. I think he could have a big year. It'll be interesting to see. There are a lot of infield spots up for grabs. Peraldo Perdomo, uh, I mean... Uh, it depends. You can play Marte kind of anywhere. You have uh, Ellis. I want to say Drew Ellis. I believe that's his name. Drew Ellis. Drew Ellis. Uh, rotation. I don't think the rotation will be that bad. I think Merrill Kelly is solid. Uh, I'm still a big believer in Zach Allen. Zach Davies isn't great, but always finds a way to overperform his uh, peripherals. Madison Bumgarner. I just I don't see it. I, I just he's he's not a good pitcher anymore. Bullpen. Is it as bad as you would think, uh, considering you have the bring in Mark Melanson, who obviously had a really good year in San Diego. I think a lot of his numbers, you know, should go down a little bit or I guess inflate. Uh, but he's still solid. You have Caleb Smith, Ian Kennedy. They, you know, they have some guys, Jamie Wendelkin. 
yeah, I mean, for being a last place team, there's certain way, you know, there's certain things you can look at and say, oh, well, so and so. But ultimately, there's a reason they're in last place. They uh, they don't do anything particularly great. In, in a good division, it's hard to say they're anything other than last place. Yeah, I don't think they'll be as miserable as they were last year, and that's that's a start. Um, in fourth place, I think we both probably have this team. I have the Colorado Rockies. I, I like. I honestly don't even mind this lineup. Like Charlie Blackman, Chris Bryant, Ryan McMahon, C.J. Crone, Brendan Rodgers, Randall Grichuk, Sam Hilliard. Like that's that's a fine lineup. It's not great, but and then the pitching. Uh, you got like Freeland, Marquez, Gomber. Like that's not horrible either. Those guys aren't horrible. And the bullpen, like you've got Daniel Bard, Robert Stevenson, maybe like Alex Colome. Like, this is a fine team. I have them winning 76 games. Um, I don't think they really know like what their direction is. Like, you trade Nolan Arenado and basically just give the Cardinals his contract too. You send them 50 million in cash. And then the next year you go sign Chris Bryant to a mega deal. Um, at least they're spending money on like other organizations. Like that's good. Um, but I don't know. I don't think the Colorado Rockies know what they're doing, but they've built a team that's fine enough to come into fourth place in the NL West and win 76 games. Yeah. I think uh, in a good division, in a pretty talented national league, I think the Rockies are going to be a team that obviously you'd rather face them than, you know, the elites of the league. They're a team you don't want to sleep on, especially when you have to make that trip to Coors Field. It's it's not fun. Um, the lineup, you have Charlie Blackman, who a little bit of an ageless wonder to a certain extent. You add KB, who I'm a believer in. I think he's really good. Ryan McMahon, CJ Crone absolutely rakes against lefties. They signed Jose Iglesias at shortstop. Uh, don't feel a ton of him. You know, hard to replace Trevor Story. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at this. And this website I'm looking at has Iglesias with an OPS over 800. <laughs> I, have a little, I have a hard time seeing that one. Uh, Sam Hilliard, though, he's a, he's a guy that has some upside. The lineup has potential. And the rotation's not that bad. Herman Marquez, you know, he's stud. He's surprisingly, given how just bad the history of the Colorado Rockies are on the pitching side, might be their best pitcher of all time alongside like Ubano Jimenez, Kyle Freeland, Antonio Sintella, Austin Gomber. All those guys are like fine. You know, I don't know if you're on rotation to all be compiled of fine guys, but they can all get the job done to a certain extent. The bullpen, uh, Colome, Daniel Bard. Uh, yeah, there's a, I, I don't know, not, not great there. But the, the Rockies are a team that I don't want to say you don't want to play, but that will certainly steal some games for you. And the one person that I just totally forgot about, and I don't want to omit, uh, Connor Joe, breakout candidate for sure. If he gets consistent playing time, I think I think he'll be one of the better hitters on this Rocky team. Yeah. Um, this team, like, mashes lefties. Brendan Rodgers, CJ Crone, um, Randall Grichik. It's this team will kill lefties. Chris Bryant, uh, you don't you don't want to pitch a lefty against the Colorado Rockies in 2022. But um, in third place in the NL West, I've got the San Diego Padres. Um, the San Diego Padres are a really good pitching team, and I think without having Tatis for what is it the first two months, three months, forever, how long that is. 
the lineup is really going to take a hit. I mean, uh, Trent Grisham, Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth, Luke Voigt, all great players, but I don't trust Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, Austin Nola, Profar, or even Song Kim. Uh, I believe you alluded to the fact that C.J. Abrams is going to break camp with the team. That might inject some some life into that lineup. Um, you know, he'd probably be in place of what, like, Profar? Um, so yeah, I mean, the San Diego Padres, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool on them this year. I think, I think I have them sneaking into the wild card. Uh, this is a solid team and the rotation is one of the best in baseball. Third place. I have the San Francisco giants and my original prediction. I had them in second, but after giving them a little more of a look, I understand give them the benefit of the doubt. They won 107, 108 games last year with a roster that kind of didn't look like it, but the lineup is has some holes for sure. Uh, Mikey Stremski, obviously, he's been pretty solid mainstay. You have Brandon Crawford, who, you know, found a youth. He's, he's found his stride, become, you know, a solid hitter again. Brandon Belt, hopefully, he's uh, he should be ready for opening day. He's... Same thing. He's just been ridiculously good for no reason. Uh, then you have Darren Ruff, who matches against lefties. Uh, Wilmer Flores can hit well against lefties. Yeah, Jock Peterson, same thing. They have a lot of platoon guys, and that's the way they go. Uh, but when you lose your your leader, Buster Posey, uh, t- that definitely takes a hit. Uh, second base, you need. T- I love Tommy Lestella. Need him to step up. You're you're out with Lamont Wade for you know at least. A little bit might not be that long. Uh, your Evan Longoria is out for at least you know a month plus. That that hurts. Uh, you have Austin Slater. I, I don't know. It just feels like they they got it done last year without having necessarily huge names. But it's not about that. It's, it's they feel like they don't have enough guys that can really hit both sides and to really offset the loss of um, offset the current loss of Lamont and uh, Evan Longoria. As well as just trying to replace Buster Posey, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm sold on Joey Bart yet. Uh, time will tell. He's talented. The pitcher guy, I have no doubts about Logan Webb, Carlos Rodon, Alex Cobb, Anthony DiSclefani, Alex Wood. Did I already say Alex Wood? No, I said Alex Cobb. Right, right, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah, you said. Okay, and they added Matt Boyd too, who probably won't be ready to go for a little bit but certainly can add, can add some life, if not out of the bullpen. Speaking of the bullpen, the bullpen is absolutely disgusting. Uh, Tyler Rogers, so hard to hit with that delivery. Jake McGee, solid lefty. Camille Doval, I think the breakout star of the postseason in the sense that he was just disgusting. I don't, I don't think anyone, just on, from a national perspective, knew who he was, and he just absolutely carved. He, he was incredible. And yeah, the, the pitching, they're deep. They uh they're that's their calling card. That's what's gonna propel this team, uh, is their pitching. So I have them in the third, and it would like it's one of those things that wouldn't surprise me if they're higher than that. Uh, but for now, I have them in the third, uh, securing a wild card spot. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are like the the lineup on paper, I have them in second place, uh 89 and 73. Um, the Giants are like on paper, not a very good lineup, but 
I think they're just going to find a way with like platooning people. And I know they're going to start the year without La Stella, Longoria and Wade, but they'll come back at some point. Um, and their, their lineup is just going to score enough runs to be able to win games because the rotation is insane. Logan Webb, Carl. I mean, you talked about it. Logan Webb, Carlos Rodon, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb, Anthony DiSclefani. Like that is absurd. Um, I think that Alex Cobb is someone people need to talk about as a like dark horse Cy Young candidate. Um, it might sound insane to say that Alex Cobb is a dark horse Cy Young candidate, but he was one of the best pitchers in the AL last year. And apparently he is now throwing 97 miles per hour. I doubt that lasts through an entire season, but if, if he can, if he can throw like 95 miles per hour, he is a nasty splitter. He can stay healthy. The sky is the limit for him. And then obviously Logan Webb, Carlos Rodon. This is just it's it's an absurd, absurd pitching staff. And you talked about the bullpen. I won't go too deep into it. I just think that this team is slightly better than the Padres just because of the lights out the lights out bullpen. Like they have a better bullpen than the Padres. And that's where I think they're they edge them out there. In second place, I have your San Diego Padres. Uh, I don't even know where you start with the Padres. I could talk about them for hours on hours on end. Lineup, it certainly doesn't help when you lose your star player, face of the franchise, one of the most, one of the best and most electric players in the sport, and Fernando Tatis. But there's still there's still some guys to look at. Manny Machado has been great as a San Diego Padre. I think he can be an MVP candidate. Uh, you have Jake Cronenworth, who's been as solid of a player as you'll find since he's en- entered the league. I love the trade for Luke Voigt. I think he's super useful, and hopefully that can help. Maybe he'll get some starts at first, which will knock off Eric Hosmer. Hassan Kim not, you know, he struggled last year with the bat, but if nothing else, he's an elite defender. The biggest thing that I'm looking for this year especially without uh, Fernando just moving forward for the direction of this ball club. I think the most important player is Trent Grisham because obviously it'd be nice to get production from the likes of Hosmer and Meyer, especially Hosmer considering the contract that he's on, but Grisham we have on, you know, is under control for a while, had a spectacular 2020 uh, was, you know, dealing with a bunch of injuries and just some inconsistency in 2021. They need him to step up. Uh, he's a great defender good you know he has that power speed combo it you know to expect him to be where he was like in 2021 where he was I mean absolutely ridiculous at the offense on the offensive side I don't know if if that's realistic on a year-by-year basis especially with a full year but Trent Grisham's improvement I think is is essential for the Padres and uh at least their lineup the rotation it's great it's one of the best it's one of the best in the biz uh you Darvish, the hometown kid, Joe Musgrove, who to me is the best pitcher in this rotation. You, uh, Blake Snell, Chris Paddock, Mike Clevenger coming back from injury, although he will start the year on the IL likely. Um, then with that, you add Nick Martinez, who's impressed in spring, could, could be in the rotation or could be, you know, a little bit of a swing guy. Then you trade for Sean Mania. I mean, this team's faltered largely due to pitching depth last year even if all these guys aren't at their absolute best uh depth certainly is not a concern or at least not a valid one the bullpen 
it's not the Padres, even for when they were bad, it felt like they always had a pretty solid bullpen. Uh, I don't think the bullpen's bad per se, but it's not as good as usual. Uh, I like Pierce Johnson. I like the signing of Robert Suarez. Uh, Craig Stammen's reliable. You know what you're getting from him. But they signed Luis Garcia. He's already hurt. Drew Pomerantz hurt for a while. It's he's just been hurt all all year, all 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 three years of this contract. Uh, Emilio Pagan is not good. Nelson Lamette, they haven't you know officially said what his role is, but you have to imagine it's in the bullpen, whether it be multi inning or they're trying to use him in the back end. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, and then some possible reinforcements. Uh, Mackenzie Gore, we'll see. There's a chance he breaks you know, breaks with the major league club. I'm not sure, but he's looked really good in the spring. Hopefully that's a sign of success moving forward. Uh, Adrian Morhone should return in the middle of the year from Tommy John. And yeah, I mean, pitching, pitching is not the issue for the Padres. It's about offensive consistency and really just staying together as a club because it's not a talent issue. They have the talent to be one of the best teams in all of baseball, but you know, we saw them fall apart last year and hopefully Bob Melvin at the helm will, help them stay together. Yeah, the Padres will be interesting. I want to see how they'll how they'll do without Tatis cuz at times without Tatis last year they just didn't look very good. I don't know. Like if the Padres get up to a slow start, they could be in in danger mode again. But as I I just as a as an observer of the Padres, if they get up to a slow start, I would be worried that AJ Preller is going to pull the trigger on some idiotic trade and further ruin the future of the Padres. That's always a concern. And I think talking about the Padres for a second, since you're a Padre fan, it's just hilarious how A.J. Preller in two years went from one of the most liked GMs in his fan base to, like, I feel like generally the, the tone on Preller now is, like, I don't – he's not hated, but everyone's kind of like, well, he's probably going to make a stupid move soon. Like, I don't know. It's just – it's so interesting to me. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably just because how the, how it's how the future has panned out. Like just looking at guys like, for example, Ty France excelling in Seattle, and basically you just gave up on him. It's just it, it's very interesting to me. Anyway, I have the Dodgers winning the NL West. I think this is a no brainer. Obviously, they didn't win it last year, but I don't think there's going to be a team that comes out of nowhere and just somehow wins 106 games or whatever it was the Giants won. The Dodgers are the best team in this division. I have them winning 105 games. I mean, the pitching is great. The lineup is great. The bullpen is great. There is nothing. I I don't like the Dodgers, but just from looking at their team, there's nothing not to like about this team. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you put that beautifully. Uh, I hate the Dodgers, but there's nothing about this team that you can't can't not like. Uh, the lineup, I mean, it was already incredible, and it got better. You add Freddie Freeman. Uh, the, I mean, that that infield, you have Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, Max Muncie, you know, Gavin Lux as well. I suppose it's great. The lineup, one through, I'd say one through eight. One through seven at Surefire with Betts, Freeman, Muncie, Turner, Turner, Smith, and Taylor. Uh, then you have you have Lux and Bellinger, who Bellinger, I really, uh, I'm very close to just giving up on because it sounds like all reports out of spring training are that, you know, he hasn't been playing well and he just hasn't been adjusting. 
uh, early showing any sort of improvement. Uh, but still, good defender. Uh, Gavin Lux, it's really put up or shut up time. They traded A.J. Pollock to make room for him to be able to play in most days. He needs to show up. And even if he doesn't, even if him and Bellinger absolutely suck, it doesn't matter. The lineup's already good enough. Rotation, as nasty as he gets, Bueller, Kershaw, Urias, Gonsolin. Uh, you know, the status of Trevor Bauer is obviously up in the air. Uh, but, you know, even without him, the bullpen's disgusting. Yeah, add Craig Kimbrell. Sure, you lose Camley Jansen, but I don't think that's that big of a loss. Blake Trinan is as filthy of a guy as you come. He's just... He's, he's a true model of what you want in a reliever. He, uh, he's incredible. Yeah, Daniel Hudson, Bruzard Grounder, Alex Messia. It's just, it's, it's unfair. I know Phil Beckford, they just, they have so many guys. And they're one of those teams that just spawns people as well. Uh, Danny Duffy will come back at some point in the year. Same with hope, hopefully Dustin May. There's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. As well as watch out for, you know, the, the, the resurgence of the heat dog, Andrew Heaney, of course. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> got got to put it out there. Uh, but yeah, those are those are standings. Do you have anything else to add to the West before we go into our uh, award predictions? No, um, I think I got my point across with uh, the Dodgers and now I think the Giants and Padres will make the playoffs. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I, I guess it goes without saying that if I had the Giants making the playoffs, I also have the Padres making the playoffs. It's there ahead. Um, but okay, NL awards. Who do you have winning MVP? Um, National League MVP, uh, I have Trey Turner winning. Uh, I think that he's not the best player in the NL, but he might be second uh, behind Juan Soto. I just think that Trey Turner's going to be on a winning team. The voters are going to like that. Trey Turner does everything. He fields. He base runs, he hits, and he keeps on hitting. I mean, Trey Turner, one of the best players in baseball. Uh, I have him winning the NL MVP. Uh, for me, I have his former teammate, Juan Soto, winning the MVP. I understand the argument of that, well, you know, he's not going to be on a good team. Uh, that'll hurt his odds. And and that makes sense. That resonates with me. But it won't matter to me, you know, I, some, if it's close, and it's him versus someone else on a contending team, I understand that, that that'll probably hurt his chances. He probably won't win. But look, I mean, he's just, he's so good. First half of last year, we're like, oh, he's not even hitting that great. What does he do? He finished the year with an OPS or uh, WRC plus 163. It's it's unfair when you, you know, he's going to OPS above, uh, above a thousand. He's, you know, last year, in what was a jet he's a generally down power year based on his first half he still hit 29 home runs there's just there's nothing not to like he 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 doesn't have a flaw as a hitter he you know more than his just ability to hit the ball uh i've never seen someone control the strike zone and have a as good of an eye as Juan soto uh and for that reason i I just he's the best player in the national league i'm gonna pick him to win the mvp uh, my runner-up being San Diego's Manny Machado. I think especially with Tatis out, he's going to have to, you know, carry the team even more. And he's he's been as good as advertised as a Padre. He's been consistent. Uh, he was good last year. 2020, he uh, he had, a, a, honestly, a really good argument to win MVP and WRC Plus around 150. He's Look, he's been really good as a Padre. I think that this year that's going to continue and he's going to, play really well and then my dark horse candidate 
which isn't a huge dark horse, but in the context of uh, uh, with how loaded the NL is, it's Matt Olson. He, uh, you know, he's an up and coming hitter. I, I think that he'll absolutely rake, give him positional value and other great candidates. I don't think he'll win it, but it wouldn't surprise me if he won it. Yeah. Um, if I had to think, I just kind of thinking of dark horses here. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think the concept of dark horse MVPs are interesting because, like, I think, I don't know. I just, hmm. Who would I have to say? I like your Matt Olson pick. I do. Because I think he could win the, I think he could win the NL MVP for sure. I like, I like the Matt Olson one. I'm kind of stealing your pick there, but I, I like that one. No worries. I'm, I'm cool, Sharon. And I mean, like Matt Olson was in the AL MVP conversation last year for a few months. Of course, fell flat because Flatty Jr. and Shohei Otani, but. Yep. Uh, Sion. Um, my NL Cy Young is Logan Webb. Uh, I talked about how the Giants pitching is insane. And quite frankly, uh, in the month of September in the playoffs, Logan Webb looked insane. And I have no reason to believe he won't carry that into the regular season. If he stays healthy, he is, uh, he, he will win the Cy Young. Uh, and I think it's funny because I, I barely know who Logan Webb was a year ago at this time. And and now I'm picking him to win the Cy Young. I think that it's just a very Giants thing. Uh, but yeah, Logan Webb, lights out pitcher, very likable, very likable guy. Uh, give, give me Logan Webb as the NL Cy Young. I'm looking at something which is very interesting. Uh, I put up odds for NL Cy Young. And weirdly, Carlos Rodon is plus 2,000, while Logan Webb is plus 2,500. I mean, very, very interesting. Uh, yeah. Nonetheless, uh, my NL Cy Young pick, it's boring, but I'm taking Corbin Burns. He's just so good. It's like I, I don't want to sound, you know, boring and not and not give deep insight, but he's just he's one of the most aesthetically pleasing pitchers you're gonna find. His his cutter just dotting the outside corner. You're not gonna find, you know, he, it's one of the best pitches in baseball. All he does is dominate. Uh, I think that's gonna continue. And then my runner up. I have Aaron Nola. I talked about him earlier. I think he's going to uh, have a big bounce back year. I get that he doesn't have great defense behind him, but I don't care. Uh, I think he's going to be up in there. And my dark horse, uh, the Padres own Blake Snell. Uh, it's, it's, he's a boomer bus guy. We saw he was pretty bad most of 2021. But then down the stretch, he looked like one of the best, you know, one of the best in the sport. Uh, absolutely dominated the Dodgers uh, at Petco. Nearly uh, threw a you know, complete game, no hitter against the Angels before that was broken up. He he looked like, you know, as good as advertised for what the Padres traded for uh, at the end of the year. So depends on what kind of snow we get. But if we get uh, if we get the latter, then I have I have high hopes for Blake Snow. I'll give you a dark horse, Cy Young. Uh, Pablo Lopez of the Marlins. Great pick. Great pick. And then moving on to rookie of the year. My rookie of the year in the NL is O'Neill Cruz. Um, obviously, uh, now this is the second time I said this, you talked about how he needs some uh, time in AAA because the Pirates believe that. Um, and I think he'll come up in like the middle of April, maybe the end of April, because I guess the season's kind of starting a little later. And I think he is just going to uh, smack the ball. I mean, if you've seen some of his spring training home runs, Basically pitches in the dirt, and this dude's six seven, and he just goes down, gets it, and just hits it out. 
he's insane. He is a future superstar. And I have him winning rookie of the year in the NL. Yeah, uh, me too. O'Neill Cruz. Uh, it's just hard to – there are a, a lot of candidates I love in the NL. Obviously, I have the young pitchers in Cincinnati, but it, I don't love banking on those guys. I think they're very, you know, volatile. Uh, say Suzuki from the Cubs, you can see, but O'Neill Cruz is just so – he, he's just ready to go. It, it, it's a crime that he's not starting the league, but, you know, I hope that that, you know, extra week or two in AAA will really help his legacy moving forward and really make him a, a truly great baseball player because, you know, another week or two in AAA absolutely, you know, defines a man's career. But, yeah, uh, those are the award predictions. Let, let's get to the postseason, Noah. Uh, what, are, what are we thinking in the postseason? Let me know. Are, are we going to start with AL because we didn't go over that yesterday? Sure. I didn't I didn't do a game by game. No, but I didn't do game by game. Did. I did series. Okay, okay. Um, so my two uh moving over to the American League, which we talked about in the last episode, um, I have Houston winning the AL West and the Angels as the last wild card team. So that would be a three versus six game. And I have the Angels winning the series because I are I think the wild card games are best of three series. Uh if I'm right. Uh, this is a kind of a new concept to us, isn't that? Isn't that what it is? It's it's best of three. I think so. Yeah, so I think that the Angels will, you know, like in a in a best of three scenario, having Otani and Syndergaard, like I don't know, compared to what the Houston Nationals probably throw, Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez, I'll take the Otani and Syndergaard team, and the Angels have a great lineup. Um, so I think the Angels are in some ways built to win one of those best of three wildcard series, because you don't have to reach into the, into the rotation with Sandoval Suarez, maybe even Lorenzen. You can just pitch your two best pitchers. Um, so yeah, I think the angels would beat Houston in, in the first, in the, in the three versus six. And then in the four versus five, I have <laughs> two wildcard teams, uh, Tampa Bay and New York. And I think the Rays are going to beat the Yankees. Um, you can't doubt the Rays. You should never doubt the Rays. And I think the Rays will win this wild card series and advance on to the ALDS. Yeah. So for me, I have the Astros uh, winning the West uh, with the top record in the American League. Uh, White Sox second uh, or, or first in the AL Central. Uh, third overall in the American League and the Blue Jays uh, winning the East with the wild card teams being the Angels, uh, Yankees, and Rays, not necessarily in that order. Uh, in the 3v6, White Sox, Angels. Sorry, Angels, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm taking the White Sox. Uh, I understand the rationale uh, with the Angels in that short series, and I agree with it, but I, I just – it's one of those things – I'm already going out on a limb taking the Angels to make the playoffs. I don't I don't trust them to actually get it done. Um, then in the four versus five, I have Yankees-Rays. And uh, this one's a toss-up. I honestly – I didn't – this one was the one that I didn't really pick a winner for. But I'm going to – I'm going to take the Rays. I'm going to take the Rays over the Yankees. I think that's just – when it comes down to it, I, I trust the Yankees less than I trust the Rays. Uh, that, that's kind of all there is to it on that one. Um, 
so then moving on to the ALDS, my ALDS matchups are Toronto versus the Angels and Tampa versus Chicago White Sox. I'll start off with the with the Blue Jays and the Angels. I think uh, the Blue Jays will beat the Angels um, probably in like four games, something like that. Uh, I, the Blue Jays are just better than the Angels. They have a better rotation and they have a better lineup. Um, and I think, you know, it'll it'll be cool to see. Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, all those guys get to the ALDS, but I think they're run and short here. Uh, and then the other game, Tampa versus Chicago. I think the Rays will win that series. Um, maybe I'm a little too high on the Rays, but at this point, why not? Um, I just think Chicago, with their pitching depth issues, who knows what it will look like in October, honestly. Uh, so... I'll take the Rays over the White Sox and we'll say five. Yep. Uh, so me, I have, so I have the one seed Astros taking on the five seed Rays. Uh, and in that one, I have the Astros winning. Uh, I, lo- I really like the Astros. I'm a huge, huge, huge Astros believer. I don't think that the Rays are going to be able to hang with them for, for the full series, I, I like the Astros moving on. Uh, then I have the Blue Jays over the White Sox. Uh, the, the Blue Jays just have the pitching depth to uh, to outlast them. And I think I think just think the Blue Jays are a better team overall with maybe the, except, the exception being the bullpen. So, yeah, I have Blue Jays-Astros moving on. And then in my ALCS, I've got two, uh, I got two AL East teams, which is the best division in the AL. And uh, it's Tampa scoring off of Toronto. And and I'm going to do it. I, I know they just traded Austin Meadows. Um, and people are going to, you know, think, you know, I mean, it sucks that they traded Austin Meadows. But they have a dude named Josh Lau. He'll replace him. So that I'm not too concerned there. I think the Tampa Bay Rays are going to beat the Toronto Blue Jays and go back to the World Series like they did two years ago. Um, I just... The lineup is solid. Wander Franco is going to be incredible this year. You can never doubt the pitching. I have them beating the Blue Jays and going to the World Series. Uh, my ALCS, I have the Houston Astros and the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, two really, really good teams. Uh, and, and, and you can really flip a coin either way. I'm taking the Astros. I like that. I think the Astros are battle-tested. Year in, year out, there, you know, they always find themselves, you know, in striking distance from a title. I think that I, as well as the entire world, will probably be rooting for the Blue Jays in this matchup. But Houston just shows up in the postseason, man. Uh, so I'm rolling with the Astros to, to move to the World Series. And then are we going to move over to the NL? Yeah, let's do NL. All right. So in the NL, I have... The three-seed Milwaukee Brewers, who I have winning the NL Central, and my last wildcard team is the San Diego Padres. And I think that the Milwaukee Brewers will beat the San Diego Padres. I don't think that the Padres, um, you know, they don't they don't fall flat in a best-of-three series. I think if they drew someone else, like uh, maybe if they drew, like, Atlanta, they could, they could win. But I just think that with – with Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, it's just going to be really tough for that San Diego Padres lineup. And I just, I think the Brewers are built 
for a best of three because they have three incredible pitchers if it gets to game three. So unfortunately, Jeremy, for you, I have the Padres season ending in a wild card series. Brutal. And then um, my four seed San Francisco Giants versus five seed New York Mets. Uh, and I have the San Francisco Giants beating the Mets. They'll probably sweep them in two. Um, obviously, it's daunting to think for the San Francisco Giants that they will have to face Jacob DeGrom and then Max Scherzer. But if there's a team I trust, it's the San Francisco Giants. They'll probably have an incredible game plan. The work counts, and they'll probably get those pitchers out of the game by the fifth, sixth inning. They'll get to the Mets bullpen and they'll steal some runs and they'll probably win both games like three to one uh, in true Giants fashion, just stealing wins against teams they shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't beat. So I have the Brewers and the Giants making it out of the wild card in the NL. Yep. Uh, so for me in the NL, I have the Dodgers as the top seed, uh, Braves at number two, Brewers at three, Mets with the top wild card spot, Padres with the second wild card spot and the Giants with the last wild card spot. Uh, and the three versus six matchup, I have the Brewers defeating the Giants. Um, the Giants obviously have shown that they can battle against the best, you know, the best pitchers in the game. But I'm just, look, Corbin Burns is my Cy Young. I love Brandon Woodruff. In a three-game series, they're not going to have to score that many runs to win. I don't because I don't think the Brewers are going to give up very many runs with those guys. And in a three-game series, you can use Josh Hader, Devin Williams, multi-inning situations. It's a it's a beautiful advantage. So I like the Brewers. Then the other one, I have the Mets and the Padres. I have the Mets defeating the Padres uh, because unlike Noah explained why he could see the Giants beating a team like the Mets with strong pitching because of their approach. I know that the Padres, you know, they've overhauled their staff. Uh, but I still, until proven otherwise, I don't believe in the Padres to actually, you know, battle adversity. Uh, so the Mets, I, I think the Mets honestly will take it in two with uh, DeGrom and Scherzer. Assuming DeGrom, the, I'm making this prediction, assuming DeGrom is healthy. DeGrom's not healthy, then maybe I'll take the Padres. But as of now, Mets. And then moving on to the NLDS, I have the Dodgers playing the Brewers. And um, unfortunately for the Brewers, I think they would get swept in this situation. Uh, the Dodgers are just a different animal. And I don't think that the Brewers will be able to uh, – I don't think they'll be able to keep it competitive with them in the sense of a five-game series. I think the Dodgers sweep them. And the Dodgers move on to the NLCS for, like, what feels like the 10th straight year. And then I have the – uh, Braves playing the Giants in the NLDS. And I think that the Braves are going to beat the Giants. Um, you know, the Giants are probably going to be coming off an exhausting wild card series against the Mets. And they're going to turn around and have to play the Braves. And the Braves are the reigning, you know, the reigning World Series champions. And I just, I see no reason why they won't uh, beat, the, beat the Giants in the NLDS. I have them going to the NLCS. Uh, my NLDS matchups, I have the Dodgers over the Mets. I don't think the Mets are, you know, the Mets have the pitching, but I think when it comes down to it, the Dodgers can match that pitching. Uh, and that kind of takes away the whole idea of the Mets. You know, I'm not saying the, the, the uh, Dodgers have anyone as good necessarily as DeGrom or Scherzer, but as a whole, the Dodgers unit can totally match up. And, uh, 
for that reason, I have a hard time seeing the Mets prevail past the NLDS. Uh, then I have the two seed Braves over the three seed Brewers. Uh, this one's a coin flip. I think you could sell me on the Brewers. What it comes down to, though, their offense just doesn't inspire enough confidence in me uh, for them to move on. So I have Dodgers and Braves moving on to the ALCS. And then in my NLCS, for the third straight year, I have the Dodgers playing the Braves. I guess one could call it the rubber match because the Dodgers won the NLCS in 2020 and the Braves won the NLCS in 2021. And I think, you know, in baseball, I think, like, I feel like in the playoffs, we end up seeing a lot of the same, you know, the season's always unpredictable, but then it feels like the Astros are in the World Series or something. And I think it would be really exciting to see this Dodgers-Braves series again, in all honesty. Um, but I think that the, I think the Braves will beat the Dodgers. I think they, the Braves in some way have the Dodgers number in the playoffs. I mean, obviously lost them in 2020, but I just feel like the, the Braves are in some way, like the, the most equipped team to beat the Dodgers, just because they have the top, you know, top of the line rotation guys, and they have a lethal lineup. It's not better than the Dodgers, but they can score with the Dodgers. And when, you know, when it comes to the bullpen in the late innings, they can shut down the Dodgers lineup. So I'll take the Braves over the Dodgers in six. And I have the Braves going back to the world series. Uh, this, this pains me in this, uh, Braves Dodgers matchup. You certainly know, if you know anything about me, you know who I'm rooting for in this, uh, but I'm taking the Dodgers. Um, it's just, I, I know the Braves won it last year but the Dodgers are just so good. And on I, the, on paper, based on generally their results, they're the best team in baseball. And the Braves have shown that they can combat that. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I what, it, what it comes down to is the, the Dodgers starting pitching, I, I like a lot more than the Braves. For that reason, I have the Dodgers. We went on to the World Series. So that sets up my World Series of Braves versus Rays. Um, definitely an interesting World Series. I, I would be interested to see the TV ratings on this. Um, but I think repeat champions basically never happen in baseball. Like since, what is it, 2004 or something, maybe, maybe something like that. Um, but I think we're going to, I think a repeat champion is going to happen. I usually hate picking repeat champions. I just, cause, cause it doesn't happen, but I just think the Braves are, are going to do it. I have the Braves winning the world series in five games. I just think the Rays are going to fall flat. They don't have enough star power. Matt Olson for the, you know, and then you're going to have Matt Olson, Acuna, Austin Riley, just, just a loaded team. That's going to show up in the postseason again. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Braves, to me, are a pretty easy team to root for, and I'd love them to win it all. But my matchup, I have two of probably the most hated teams in the sport, the Astros and the Dodgers. And we've seen this matchup before, and I'm taking the Astros. I I alluded to it in the last episode. I really like the Astros. They've somehow, you know, they've lost pieces. They've lost pieces. And I still think they might have the best lineup in baseball. Um, if not, you know, close to the Dodgers, uh, the rotation might be a little worse, but the, uh, again, this is a battle tested team that shows up in October. Um, and when it, when you have guys that can string together, uh, you know, good at bats 
that that's what it's going to take to take down the Dodgers. Let's not say the Dodgers can't do it the other way. Um, but when you're able to get a lead on the Dodgers or like just, just in general, the Astros, when they're able to take a lead, I think that they can secure it. Um, and I have the Astros winning it all. Um, I know that may not be conventional, but I, I just, I still really like this Astros team and especially I think there's room for them to possibly make moves at the deadline, considering, you know, they made a last ditch effort at Correa. Uh, it's not necessarily that they're cap strapped. Uh, there, are, there are moves that they could possibly make to improve even more. So, yeah, I have the Houston Astros winning it all in the 2022 season. Noah has the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, the two teams that played in the World Series last year. Yep. Yes, sir. So that's just about going to conclude our season predictions for Major League Baseball. Noah, do you have anything to add before we head out of here? I don't think so. I'm just, I'm excited for the season. I feel like a lot of around, around my team specifically, there's a lot of intrigue on the Angels. So I'm just, I'm curious to see it play out. Yep. I think intrigue is the name of the game for both of our teams, the Padres and the Angels. They're both in very weird spots. It's, it's odd. Very strange spots. Not lacking in star power. But um, appreciate you guys listening to this episode. And hopefully you listen to the last episode that maybe you don't have any context on our American League teams, but you do you. Uh, check out the blog, the redshirt.blog. I will likely have these predictions posted in writing form uh, shortly after you're listening to this. The, the Instagram at the dot redshirt where we'll post for the new blogs, new podcasts. Uh, the Twitter at the redshirt blog do my best to tweet with their new blogs and uh, podcasts. And obviously you're listening to the Redshirt podcast on Spotify. Uh, Yeah. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you guys next time.